Good morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning, and welcome back. Welcome back to the Porsche Cooled Podcast. Christmas show today. Steve's already here. I thought Christmas show, I'm not going to do an intro before Steve comes online. Hi, Steve. Hi, mate. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you guys in on the secret. We're not actually sitting in our uh, various houses, apartments around the world recording this for you on Christmas Day. We're actually pre-recording it like always. This is Wednesday, but it is going live on Christmas Day. So I hope you guys are listening to it. Um, Steve and I hope that everyone is having a great Christmas. Don't we, Steve? Yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> happy Christmas. Happy holidays. If you're with your family, that's fantastic. Um, I won't be. I'll be with my wife. That's my family, sorry, and my father-in-law. Um, but that's about yeah. it. Um, so it's a bit of a weird one this year, but it is what it is. People are having harder yeah, times. Funny old year. It is, mate. It is, mate. Look at London. We're in tier, I, don't, I can't remember what tier it is anymore, tier four. Tier four, I mm. think it is. Um, right. So, but it's it's weird. London's weird, and I just woke up this morning, and I just said that to you before that we always fly back to Sydney uh, through Singapore, and yeah. Singapore's now banned people from the UK as well. So, which means any flights we do back to Australia will have to be on um, via Bahrain. What is it? Direct flight? Oh, okay. You've got to go through. Yeah, we always because we fly Singapore Airlines, so we always. Um, we always transit yeah, yeah, yeah. through um, Singapore. I'm just turning my microphone up. I'm sorry if that was really low. For some reason, my input of my microphone was th- only a quarter. I don't know what's going on with this garage band lately. Okay, <clears throat> what are we talking about today, Steve? Oh, I just want to do the usual. Um, Christmas. I just want to do the usual. Uh, Christmas. Yeah, it's Christmas? Christmas show. It's the Christmas show. We we had some. We had big things planned for today. We really did. We we've been. We've been trying to do something <laughs> really big for today. it's all gone down the toilet. <laughs> and it's kind of all gone down, yeah, it's kind of all gone down the toilet. Okay, this week, this week, no new Patreons this week. You know, if you become a Porsche Cooled exclusive member, I always give uh, new Porsche Cooled exclusive members on Patreon a shout out on the podcast. Um, that's one of the tiers, one of the benefits that you get from being Porsche Cooled exclusive member. I know it's not it's much, but... It's worth gold. Yeah, I know it's not much, but we have to do something. You know, I, I want to just do something for you guys when you, you support the podcast. And like I said, it does really help us five USD a month. Haven't had any new members for a while, so it'd be good to get another new member to do a shout out to, Steve. But mm-hmm. I really do appreciate everyone that's part of the Patreon um, membership. It's been great so far. And thank you for that. What else? Um, I know you didn't watch it. You just told me then. Um, during the week, mm. I think it was... Uh, I hope my voice is okay today because it sounds really weird through my headphones. So I no, hope it's okay. It's, um, it's fine on this end. It's fine. Um, yep. So I did a live Insta with Flat Cap Driver, the Flat Cap Driver. If you're not following Ajmal, who is the Flat Cap Driver, uh, go over to his YouTube channel. Just search Flat Cap Driver. Some other funny weird channels come up when you do that, but you'll see his, his logo is like a black and white logo. Make sure you give him a follow on his uh, YouTube and also make sure you give him a follow on his Instagram. He's a really good guy. Uh, And he's got the 996, the cheapest 996 in the... It's not the world, actually, because James at Auto Amateur said he only paid 5,000 for his, but Ajmal's was actually um, working. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's... Oh, no. I think that's that's a different... But it was the cheapest, (laughs) but it was pretty much the cheapest one in the UK. Um, Ajmal's got the 912 as well, which he's doing little jobs to it here and there, which is starting to look good. So we did a live Insta last um, Thursday. Oh, we had a few people. I don't think we had a lot. Um, I think there was about, I don't know, 15 at the most on the live Insta. Um, I've only done a live Insta once before, Steve. I did it once with um, James at Auto Amateur. Hmm. And I'm it's not tricky a, to get people all around the world at the same time, though. Yeah, you know the hardest thing with the Insta um, is yeah. that Ajmal couldn't see the comments coming through. I was trying oh, to look at okay. it on my other phone, on my other account, and then Instagram didn't like me and they blocked me out of that other account in the middle of the chat. <laughs> and then Funny, yeah. I'm, you know, I don't like the camera right on my face, so I've got the camera further away and I'm trying to read the, um, trying to read the, yeah. the comments. So if you watch that live Insta, it is on the Porsche Cooled Instagram um, if you go over to Porsche Cooled, that's the Instagram account that we have. Um, give that a follow as well. But it is, if you just press the IGTV, the video button in the center, it, it, it is actually there. Um, excuse my weird faces and my close-ups. It's because I was trying to read the phone during the, uh, during the <laughs> chat with Ashmole. So it's I'll probably, have to have a look. Sorry, I, yeah. I got busy, so I'll, I'll go and have a look. Um, but it was a good chat and we enjoyed it. 
Ajmal said he's had mm. some people comment him and, and say it was good to, to chat. Um, we had a few people on it. Uh, Nick in the UK was on it. Nick is a guy that I'm doing, who I've actually recorded now a podcast with, an Owner's Stories podcast, Steve. Uh, Nick's okay. got the white 912. He did so much research. It's a really good episode and it's coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah. I, he got so many photos and he did, and he got the guy to do so many walk arounds and it looks like he's got a really, and it was never advertised as 912, this white 912. Yeah, and right. he bought it from the States. And I think he got a really yeah. good, um, a really good one actually. Um, so he's getting some work done on it at the moment at the same place where um, Ajmal's getting work done on it um, mm-hmm. at Jack's, a guy called Jack, uh, mm-hmm. who was also on the, on the Instagram Live as well. He also joined. Uh, and then we had those other people that I sent you the, um, the link to, which was Export, Export 56 yep. in the UK. Yep. And I actually asked the guy on the thing because I, I thought they were doing Magnus's, Magnus Walker's... Um, 65 or whatever is early 9-11 and because right. I read it somewhere I don't know where I read it whether it was on Walker, Magnus Walker's side or somewhere else and they, they he said yes they are doing it um, so mm-hmm. I think they're they've got a really good business that's Export 56 I think it's called on Instagram uh, they um, mechanics or the whole thing like dealers and mechanics uh, they restore the cars they restore oh, body shop yeah, so they restore, restore? Well, I think they're everything. I'm not 100% sure. Okay. That's why I want to have a chat to them. So I've invited okay, them. Cool. I have invited them to um, to have a chat with me, um, which I think yeah, they're cool. interested in. Um, that's about it. Owner's stories went up on Tuesday, Steve. You've already listened to it. I have. Um, so that was David from uh, David from Melbourne. David and his... It's a great story, actually. Listen to it. I know, I know I always say it's a great story, but it's a great story because every time I do these, they're always, you know, some people, like I said... I, Everyone's some people a bit hesitant, thinking their story is not great. But it's a great story because it's about how you you know you wait for so long for something that you really want. The passion is so strong, Steve, that you can wait you know twenty odd years to get what you really want. You know what I mean? And then you, <laughs> I'm not patient enough. No, that. you're not patient enough. That's, but um, then you know things get in the way. I, I found from talking to the, yeah. a lot of people, you know, family, marriage, divorce, a lot of things get in the way. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, and then people get it, and they're so happy. You know what I mean? And everyone, and they're so happy. And I think that's what's great about owner stories is, is that joy that, yeah. that, you know, is coming through the microphone. You're coming through your speakers when you're listening to the, to the owners about, about talking about the, the happiness car. and excitement definitely, um, uh, bubbled through. Yeah. Yeah. And he got a really good example as well. Another 996 where he found a really nice example. Um, mm-hmm. I like his number plate, one flat six. I think it's a nice, good number plate, Victorian number plate that he's got. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was good. That was on that that went live uh, last Tuesday. Um, so make sure you have a listen to that if you haven't heard it already. Um, as you've heard me go on about on the beginning of every owner's stories, they're they're coming. We're do I'm recording them in advance. Um, I did a few this week. I think four, maybe four or five. I can't remember four. I think. Um, so they're going to come all the way through. Uh, someone else asked me, are we going to cut out the owner's stories? Is that what I was meaning to say? We're going to cut out the owner's stories because I'm only recording them up until January. But we're not cutting them out. I'm just recording them in advance so that I can have a... There's going to be a lot of stuff going on for me. So that's why I'm just recording them uh, now. Hmm. What else, mate? Give me something. Give you something? Uh, What's been going on? Christmas present. What's been going on? Um... Yeah, Sydney's Sydney's been in a little bit of a funny sort of COVID state too, little mini outbreak, but it's nothing compared to like cities or like London around the world. So a bit of a funny vibe here too. Um, I think some families won't be able to kind of get together because there's a certain part of Sydney that's been um, kind of isolated and locked down. Yeah, which is Palm um, Be- which is Palm Beach, right? Or northern yeah. North Shore. Yeah, northern beaches, northern beaches. And Palm Beach, for those of you who don't know, is a really nice spot. I mean, there's other spots that have all been locked down, I think. But Palm Beach is one yeah, of yeah. them, which is where people go during Christmas. A lot of celebrities yep. go there during Christmas, actually. A lot of celebrities go from, you know, the US and go back to there. But I'm guessing they're not going to yeah, be doing Yeah, my cousin's that. up there. Oh, really? My, uh, yeah, my uncle, the uncle who I refer to a lot, car crazy uncle, um, his son um, is up that way. So unfortunately, they're isolated for um, this Christmas, which is a bit of a shame. So they're not re- they're not releasing it. I read something today on the Sydney newspaper, or la- late last night, or first thing this morning. Maybe it's first thing this morning when I woke up, that they're going to re- they're going to 
remove it for half of the North Shore and not the other half? Yeah, um, the lower part of it, which is sort of on the skirts of it, um, has a bit more freedom, but the other part... Well, sorry, both... Everybody on the northern beaches can't leave. Um, the lower part, you can take visitors, which I don't actually still quite understand. I haven't read enough about all of this yet. They're allowing visitors to go and visit some of those, the, the southern part, but the other part um, is pretty much restricted to mingling amongst themselves and I think only having five kind of guests. Yeah, it's all a bit confusing, isn't it? These these rules, I find London a bit like that as well. Um, that it, it's, mm. I find it confusing, like what can you do and what you, you can't do. I don't know. I mean, I read it and it seems to make sense and then it's like, well, I don't know what's going on. I think the worst part about it is when you live in an apartment building, like the apartment building here that we're in. Yeah. You know, there's only one person in the lift at a time. That's the rule. Oh, that's tough. So, it, yeah, so right. like, if you go at the wrong time, you have to really time it because, you know, there's a lot of, you know, I guess there's 400-odd people in this building. It's a 45-floor building. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it really makes it very slow to go and do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah? And then you've got the thing with your parcels. You know, we buy... I hate to say it, we buy a reasonable amount of stuff, a lot of stuff online. Yeah. And, you know, usually they, they're dropped off at the concierge and you go and pick it up, you get a notification. Now the delivery guy yep. just like, sometimes he buzzes you, sometimes he doesn't. And then most of the times they just yep. leave it at your door. So if you're not yep. here, you know, the parcel can go missing. Tasha's already had one or two parcels go missing. So mm, it's just like, happened. I don't know, it's just, it's just, you know, it's just a minor thing, I guess. But COVID is just wrecking everything it's destroying it's destroying our routine i think that's the worst part about it everyone's had a routine and everyone's routine has been messed up right yeah this christmas is going to be a funny one i think for many people i mean um, i must say though like um uh, i have i suspect that um pretty much everyone in australia is in a much more fortunate position than most people so um we have a lot to be thankful for yeah. Um, well, but, my brother, yeah. my brother goes over to my other brother's place because they live reasonably close to each other. But I think he's not going to do it. He's just going to stay at home by himself, which is a bit depressing for me being away that he's just sitting there by himself. But mm, I don't know. He just thinks it's just too risky. You know. Yeah. I uh, look, I I know a lot of people that uh, feel feel the sort of same way. So. And um, especially my nieces are both school teachers, so you know it kind of makes it like he's even more like worried about them having yep. something. Did you go and get, so what about your uncle, your, did your uncle get his card detailed and pain corrected? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I can't remember if I mentioned it last week, but he he bought his new to him 991.2 in Midnight Blue, um, Carrera S. Looks like a nice car. I drove it and was quite impressed. Um, so he basically, I think one of my other cousins basically may have talked him into it, but he made the call to go and have um, it paint corrected and um, a ceramic coating done uh, professionally. So he dropped it in earlier in the week. And because of this sort of COVID thing, I just sort of um, said to him, oh, you know, like if you want to lift instead of having to catch a cab to go and pick it back up because my aunt doesn't drive anymore, you know, I'll come and pick you up and I'll, um, I'll come, I'll, I'll go and drive him there and go and have a chat to it. And, my uncle obviously took the opportunity to try to upsell me on the whole thing. And so I said, oh, why don't you get um, Elias to kind of have a look at your car and, you know, give you a quote and just sort of have a look at your car as well. Um, so we went and picked it up this afternoon, literally a couple of hours ago. Okay. Um, yeah. How does it look? So I'll probably wind up rambling a little bit, but. Like, you always expected it to be good. The, the The interesting thing was that I said to my uncle, um, so can you pick the difference? Because, like, of course, like, it's a nearly new car, and if you give it to somebody to kind of go and clean um, and detail, then it's going to come back looking pretty schmicko. But, yes. you know, like, can you tell the difference between, like, a, a full kind of detail plus ceramic coat? And the interesting thing was that he said... <laughs> Maybe he's getting old, but he sort of said to me, oh, I can't actually see the swirl marks to begin with. I was like, Did okay. you see so the swirl marks? Had you seen them? I didn't when see the car. Well, I see I didn't pay enough attention um, to check the before to kind of compare it to the after. Right. So did, um, they, did they say the process that they did? Do you know what process they did there? Yeah. Um, they basically, my uncle was adamant that he really didn't want them to kind of get too aggressive with the abrasive part of it. So they basically, 
clean up all the wax and everything off the car. Then they machine polish it, um, you know, using pads and um, whatever. I don't, I'm not sure exactly which um, product um, this guy uses. But that's the bit that where you're basically kind of taking clear coat off the top of your paint. To, right. And that's where all the um, a lot of the swirl marks kind of exist. Right. Um, so that that's what's termed the physical kind of paint correction, trying to get all the kind of swirl marks and the um, what do they call them? Oh, I can't remember. The, there's a specific sort of name for it. So you're removing all of that sort of stuff and all of the kind of contaminants and stuff like that. Yep. Once you've kind of got like your car, like, you know, in what should be better than factory kind of um, condition from a paint correction point of view, then they put the ceramic coat on top, Okay. which is, you know, um, just, you know, like a basically sort of like a glass coating, um, which is supposed to be super hard. And in the instance of my uncle was supposed to last about six years. Six years. The, so, so this is the, the correct kind of Gion or Eon, however you pronounce it. The steam. The, I that, thought it was going to be Gion, but it, he actually used something else. I can't remember the name of the product. Um, right. System X. Something oh, like that. Okay. He's a Gion. He's a Gion guy, but he sort of said that for whatever reason he used Gion. Anyway. Um. So look, it's just really hard to tell. Like, you know, like the car looked amazing, um, but it was in good condition beforehand. Um. I must admit, like, I could sort of see little bits and pieces here and there, but, like, who really kind of walks up to a car and scrutinizes it that hard, so... But when you pick it up, this is the thing, yes. when you pick it up from these guys, and I'm looking, I'm thinking about, because I just watched that Larry um, Emmo New York City video last night where he yeah, had Casilla. some... Casilla, where he picked up some old car from Brooklyn, some old American car, I can't remember the name. Um, right. But I just think about where he does his cars. When you go and pick it up, is it under str strong light so you can actually yes. see it? Do they leave it in that yep. that situ? Yeah. Uh, well, so when we got there, we arrived at about two thirty um, in Lane Cove. Yeah. And the car was actually parked outside because it also needs to cure. And I think he had other cars that he was working on because he he actually finished it yesterday. Right. Um, so because he'd left it outside, it had already gone like a little bit dusty as well. Um, oh, really? And he was sitting in the shade, but he sort of said, look, I'll, we'll move it into the sunlight so you can sort of see like the harder sun, um, sorry, the harder light enables you to kind of see yeah. more of the detail in it. But um, you pick your car up and it's already got dust on it? Like that's not good. Yeah. You think they put a cover over it or something? No, well, I think also because it's got a cure, like I don't think you really want to, like for example, he said don't wash it you know, for a week, like just let it cure properly, properly. Yeah, because that, um, that's a brand I put on my wheels, that that um, finish, that, uh, what was it called? Gion, whatever System it is. X. No, not System oh, X, Gion? Gion is what I put on my wheels. Um, yeah, I, I think I did was. too. And that was the yep. same thing. It said you should, you should let it sit for 24 hours and you shouldn't wash the car and you shouldn't drive in the yep. rain. It said you yep. could drive the car after 24 hours, but you said you shouldn't drive in water or puddles or anything. Um, yeah, but that stuff I don't know how long has that been since I did that eighteen months ago? Two probably no longer. Yeah. Two years over longer two years ago. That. Yeah, longer. Longer three years, and it's yeah. still very easy to clean my wheels. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's definitely yeah, a yeah, best yeah. thing to do to do that on your wheels, um, and do it before well, you. Well, interestingly, you didn't do it before you put your wheels on the car. And really, yeah, I don't know what conversation they had beforehand, but because I just sort of thought like that's probably one of the main. Um, bits that I'd want done and my uncle's got mesh style sort of BB BBS motorsporty style wheels you know the really Hard intricate sort of ones yeah so that's the first <laughs> thing I would have done <laughs> wow and um you don't have to give away the price but was it a lot to get this done I think it was I look I because I've never really looked into it that hard um I've only got what my uncle sort of said to me he said that it was it wasn't cheap, but it wasn't um, uh, like you kind of get what you pay for, sort of thing. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I, and sorry, I'm not shitting on um, Elias's work. I just it's just interesting because I think from my perspective as an outsider, just kind of being quite interested in how it how it all works and the sort of value proposition. It's sort of like I always expected that you walk in there and the car would look amazing. Yeah. Um, which it did, but I would have thought that it's really hard to tell until you've kind of lived with it for quite a few months because it's partially the durability part of it. Yeah. Not, 
you know, you're always going to expect it to kind of look, you know, super glossy and super shiny kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, I would probably, um, if, I'd, if I bought a car that was, what, 2017, is 2017 model, right? Uh, yeah. Around about no, three years old. 16. 2016. 2016. I, I, personally, what I would do is I would keep it, I would detail it myself so I get to know where the issues are and then I can see the swirl marks if there are and then assess whether I need to get ceramic coating done. I think that's what I would do. Um, I guess if the car's older, you know, um, and I see these videos when I'm watching them recently, not Porsches mm. actually, I was watching one on a Ferrari, on a 328 GTS Ferrari, where they were detailing it. Yep. And the swirl marks on the red paint is terrible. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, but yep. that's a 40-year-old, 35-year-old car. Um, and yep. obviously that you need to do, but then you've got to be careful. Like you said, you don't want to go too much, you know, yep. so you really have to have the right detailer so you don't take up too much of the coat, too much of the paint. You know, so it's a balancing act, isn't it? But, I mean, once they did it, once this car was done, and it's a pretty amazing video, actually. Um, the, yeah, car right. was, the car was amazing, absolutely amazing. But beforehand, the paint was so bad. And red paint, I think, shows up the swirl marks even worse than other colours as well when you see yeah, it. Yeah, probably. Up. Well, so, like, spin that a little bit to me because, like I said, my uncle was trying to, to a degree, he's always very enthusiastic, he's no no harm intended but he always kind of goes oh why don't you do it why don't you get Elias to kind of have a look at it for you blah 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 so I did I sort of said uh well my uncle sort of said hey can you go and look at um Steve's car and you know give us your opinion of what uh, what would be required well it's not actually like like I said to you by comparison my mate um who bought the other um GT3 like mine I reckon his his paint is in much better condition than mine or by comparison your paint's heaps better than mine um because my car was tracked so it's yeah. got lots of chips and all that sort of stuff. And um, I know that I've probably kind of put quite a bit of the swirl marks in there because I, you know, like to, you know, wash and wax quite a bit. Three times a week. Steve's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. car um, is always, it's always a competition between, a silent competition between Steve and I to see whose car yeah. looks the shiniest after I've washed it. Because <laughs> I hate it when it's dusty and all that. Anyway, mm. so like, um, Elias had a quick squeeze at the car and he just sort of said, oh yeah, like, you know, he had to get his little torch out and have a look and he said, yeah, I can see all the kind of swirl marks. Um, but because my car's white, you know, like part of it for me is like, well, you, you really have to look quite hard on a white car to kind of pick up those sort of swirl marks. It doesn't show up like on a midnight yes. blue, you know, yeah. car or, or a black one. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he, so like, it was just interesting because I thought that he would kind of break it down and sort of pull it apart and sort of say, oh, you know, like it needs this, that and everything else. But I think in summary, when I sort of said, like, you know, what do you reckon? Like on a white car, like it, it sort of depends on how fussy you want to be. And he said, so that's it. You're exactly right. Like it depends. Like he said, if you if you said to me that you wanted to kind of get remove all of the swell marks and I actually have to get quite ag aggressive and abrasive with it, um, and I can go and do that, no problem, you know, that's what I do. But yeah. um, to be honest, you've got to look pretty hard to kind of find those swirl marks to begin with. So if I was you and this was my car, like, and, you know, he just wanted to know, like, how I drove it, which is not on the track and, you know, more like a fast. once a week type thing. Did you thing. say I drive it fast? I did not say <laughs> that I drive it fast. I drive like Nana. Um <laughs> But he sort of said, yeah, okay, well, then he said, like, I'd kind of do something similar to what, um, you know, I just did to your uncle's, which is, you know, like about 10 hours worth of paint correction and then putting the coating wow. on top. Um, 10 so, hours. How much is the hourly rate? 10 hours at 150. <laughs> it's, like, expensive. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, so, I don't know, like. Uh, in a nutshell, like not that I was actually kind of seriously, seriously, seriously kind of considering it. Like I was probably, you know, curious and, you know, like if my uncle, if my uncle's experience was like kind of amazing, then I'd go, oh yeah, maybe it's worth it. But I'm not quite sure. I'm just, okay. I'm not sure if the value is there and like if I'm, I reckon I'm fussy, but I just don't think. You're happy with um, the result you can get yourself. It's, it's yeah, almost like that, isn't it? Great. It's that line. It's like, you know, you're yeah. pretty good at cleaning and detailing a car and the result you get from it to the normal eye, people will go, wow, this car's amazing. And do you yeah. want to go any further to pay that extra money when you do do it yourself, you enjoy doing it yourself? 
even if exactly. you got your even if you got your buffer out and, and did a bit of a thing yourself, you could do that on certain areas that you thought needed extra attention. Yeah, right? I, and I, I know I could do like I could work on my car. I know enough about it to kind of do a better job than I normally do. But yeah, maybe I'm getting older. Just sort of lost a little bit of patience with that to a degree. Um, so, but, but like yeah. you said, your car looks amazing, and people would think it's been fully detailed by someone professional if they saw it. You know, this is the thing. It's like it's standards, yeah, maybe. standards, standards, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your uncle's yeah. car didn't have PPF. I asked you that last time. I can't remember what you said. No, it didn't. It didn't. It's got no protection film on the front, on the bumper, or nope. anything. And he's nope. not. He doesn't want to put anything on after he's had it completely. He obviously didn't want to put it on because he would have put it on after the paint correction and then put the coating on top of the film. Yeah, because right? otherwise he should have done the PPF and then had the yeah, coating yeah. done on top. Um, well, see, like uh, Elias, the, uh, sorry, this is, um, the business name is Detail Labs. Elias of Detail Labs in Detail Labs. Lane Cove. Yeah, because people want to know that. No, nice bloke. Um, and I don't, I don't really, th- this is my first sort of chat with him, so I can't say whether he's good, bad, or, you know, otherwise. Um, uh, he, does, he does PPF as well, and he actually had a golf... A, a new Golf R under the lights in the actual kind of showroom and he showed me um, the PPF job on the bonnet. Um, he'd only done it on the front of, on the bonnet itself. Right. But then he'd ceramic coated um, the rest of the car. So I kind of got to see like what really good um, PPF looks like, which, because, you know, like I'd, I'd done that on the 993, which is... What PPF does he use there? Does he have the signs up? Does he use Expel oh, or does I he use remember. SunTech? I think it may have been SunTech. I don't think it was Expel. Yeah, a lot of people in Australia seem to use SunTech, and I wonder if there's a reason behind that, because I noticed the other places... just distribution or something. Well, they're both available in Australia. I'm just wondering if it's to do with the colour of the film and the the harsh sun in Australia, etc., if there's some kind of reasoning. Because I know a lot of people in the UK use Expel, and the US, I think, they use Expel. But I noticed Expel a lot as well, yeah. But SunTech was the guy that you told me about. I noticed he used SunTech films as well. The one oh, okay. that you told me in Artaman, you said in Artaman in Sydney oh, was the um, place to Aussie go. Cozy, Andrew. Yeah. Aussie Cozy, Aussie Cozy. Look, okay, I, so it's done, I, so he must, I must be happy. The, yeah, I must admit the PPF on that Golf was um, a vast improvement to um, like my experience of PPF, put it that way. So I can right. see why people kind of do it. Yeah, but, so it's much improved, much improved. Yep. Um, yep. So I sent, I sent Steve a, a, an image from Instagram uh, last week after we had the chat when we were talking about suspension because there was this really cool photo of this white uh, GT3 RS, 991.1 GT3 RS, and it had all its new upgrades of suspension and they were all laid out all pretty in this photo. Oh, yeah. And the KW. Right. <laughs> so I sent it to Steve yeah. to try and get him, try, <laughs> try to get him inspired by, get it, in his head that he, get it in his head that he needs to get KW. So what happened after that, Steve? You actually, you did check it out, right? Yeah, after we were sort of chatting about it, I was just kind of curious. I'm not in any position. I don't need it. My car's fine. How much was it? it? Blah, blah, blah. How much was it? It was, um, it was a bit under 10K. Like, I just looked it up online at the the Sydney distributor, I think. I think it was about nine and a bit for KW three ways. Yep. And then if you want the integrated lift kit, I think you have to add another four to it thereabouts so fourteen thousand australian dollars fourteen thousand australian dollars which is about uh what's that seven and a half eight thousand pounds i'm assuming that's not installed as well that's just the part because i just look at the online shop oh right so then you've got to do the installation as they've got to do the installation as well that'd be a few hours of installation right? a couple of hours plus a um plus you'd want a full alignment after that as well I wonder Actually, if it that, would be worth it, though. I wonder if it would be worth it. I mean, it looked really cool oh, on that photo. I thought that photo yeah. was really cool. That guy had all these parts laid out that they're going to put in the car. But I'm still know. pretty sure that like suspension technology would have moved on. So you, you definitely get an improvement, like up to the individual to kind of uh, assess whether it's fourteen thousand um, dollars worth of improvement or not. But um, I'm, I'd be, I'd be. Pretty sure that it's going to be better than, you know, like if it was me, like um, it'd be better than my standard kind of suspension. Um, But one thing that we didn't mention when we were chatting about it last week was I reckon one of the key things about suspension is you've got to make sure that the person that actually does the install and the setup knows what they're doing. I don't think it's just about the actual parts. I actually have a feeling like a massive part of it is the setup. Right. 
um, like everybody um, on Piston Heads and 911.co.uk uh, rave about, um, is it centre gravity? So there's there's like specialists that kind of really know how to kind of set um, your suspension up properly. And I think you've, you've got to make sure that you're kind of using the right people to kind of do that. Right. Um, Greg actually um, sent me a message through um, Instagram too that he, uh, mm. Greg from First Flat 6, also go and check out yep. Greg's Instagram, give him a follow if you're there. Um, he does have the Ollens Road and Track. That's what he put onto his 996, hit onto his speed. Yeah, he loves it, right? Loves it, yeah. yeah. So that's what he invested in. I'm not sure how much that would cost, but KW is more no, expensive, right? Is it? No, Ollens, Road? Ollen, Ollens would be even more expensive than KW. Really? So it's a big investment. Oh, yeah. It's a oh, big yeah, investment. Yeah, yeah. It makes me want to look at KWs now and see what KWs and look at Olin's Road and Track too. It makes me want to like do more research because, like I said, yeah, you know yeah. that the Bilstein Pro Kit, whatever I was talking about last week, which I can't remember the name of, it was Pro Kit Twelve, is it? The Bilstein one. Uh, I can't remember what you said. Yeah. Maybe I should look at maybe I should look at the KW and look at the um, Olin's and get, see how um, much the cost get is. Get to get your present, mate. Yeah, it'd be a Have good. Have you pres- got the hankering or? It'd be a good present. I got a hankering for everything at the moment. I got to stop spending money. <laughs> I keep buying things. I bought that. I told you I bought the. Um, I got to stop buying things that are very large as well. That are very difficult. I'm, I'm accumulating <laughs> all this stuff. When we eventually move back to oh, Australia, you bought a sleigh. No, I bought a book. Another book. It's like a sleigh though. Yeah. It's enormous. The box that it comes in. It comes in this big pizza box. The Type Seven Volume Two book. Oh, okay. It comes in this Is pizza box with Daniel Arsham, yeah. the guy that does the Porsche in the sort of stone, the yeah. one I saw at Selfridges in London, um, yep. which was amazing. That car. The workable yep. one. Um, he does the, the box. He's, he's Yeah, I think it was. He does the box and the box is like a pizza yep. box. So think of the size of a pizza box and the book's inside. Luckily, the book's a bit smaller. Um, yep. But I keep buying – Tasha says, you keep buying books that are big and heavy. And it's like, yeah, no. <laughs> i got to stop. <laughs> and I got the Christophorus magazine, you know, the Porsche one. The first, yep. the first one came. It came yesterday or the day before yesterday. Yep. I think you're right, you're mate. I think it's like – it's not much in it. I can – it seems to be – I don't know. I can just read it online. It doesn't seem that great. Okay. Yeah, I don't have very great memories of it when I did get it. And if you ever kind of sit around a Porsche dealership and you pick one up. Um, it's very thin. It's just, very thin. Yeah. I think, look, I think a good present, and it's not it's not a Porsche mag, and I, I might have bagged it a little bit before, but I've looked at the ones I've received. The Road Rat mm. magazine is... Is quite a, it. It's a nicely put together magazine, I have to say. You know, it's, yeah. it's a huge no, magazine. didn't bag it at all. Yeah, it's a big magazine. I didn't bag it. It's a big magazine. No. I think I said I would have preferred the Triple Zero magazine, you know. That's but, not bagging it. I'd, I'd prefer the Triple yeah. Zero magazine and, too, but it's a shitload more expensive. Yeah, I'm just not ready to pay that money at the moment, but I still want it, the Triple Zero. Same. Um, and they had a sale on not long ago. Did you see that? I think it was I Black know. Friday. Yeah, the, the single issues. issue ones. Yeah, I know. I should have bought yeah. some. I don't know why I didn't. I, I just know. didn't. I was caught up doing other stuff. But the Road Rat, I've looked at the two issues because I've, I've got two of the four. I had a subscription and it's a recurring subscription with Road Rat. You have to be careful with that because it, it puts you on this recurring subscription. Oh, okay. Um, yep. But I cancelled it. Mm, I, you know, but it is, it is good just to get a broad overview, Steve, of just, you know, cars and, and stuff. Like, you know, and it's nice covers yep. and... I think yep. um, there's the models. I meant to tell you about that. There's the models, and I've seen them on Instagram, and it's like the one that's on the Road Rat cover where they're mm-hmm. sculpted. The guy on Instagram, he does these, this guy does these sculpted models of Porsche shapes. I think he does other cars as well, and you can buy them. Yep. They're like big paperweights, but they're a sculptured model. Have you seen Is those? Is that a little bit like the Gunther work? type things did yeah, you see that but, like but it's made out of it's just like a car uh, a sheet of carbon fiber that's sort of been molded into sort of like the silhouette of a car yeah that's right and i looked yeah. at them but they're yeah. so i mean a great christmas present even though it's christmas day today <laughs> maybe a great new year's eve present um yeah new year's present but they were expensive i think they were 500 or 800 or something i went to the website and looked at it i'll try and find the link and i'll put it in the description so people can see it because i know it's annoying when i talk about these things and i can't remember the name but i just saw it on instagram yeah. and i went to the website and i thought i oh, know i can't do it it's too much and then it's heavy i'm sure they'll be heavy to carry yeah. as well so i didn't do it but that was I that it's carbon fiber yeah no i don't think it's carbon fiber it's a sculpture thing um right but then i saw online you know daniel is it Asham? I don't even know how to pronounce his last yeah. name. Daniel yeah. Asham, who's got a I, – I follow him on Instagram because he's got a, an amazing house. 
his house on the outside, he's got this amazing, amazing Japanese-designed sort of styled architectural house. It's a beautiful, beautiful house. I mean, he's got so much money. Mm -hmm. But I saw something where Zwart, Zwart and other people were getting a little gift from him and it was a little miniature of the, the Porsche car, like the, you know, the, the yep. sculpture, yep. which I thought was really cool. It's like, man, how do you get one of those? I'm sure there's some on Instagram for sale. Oh, not on Instagram, on eBay for sale. <laughs> I don't know. I like, all, own, mate. I like all those things. They're all cool, but you need like a big house to put them all in and you need a lot of space to put you them do. in. Um, you'll have you that do. soon, mate, so you'll be able to do all that. Mm, I don't know about that, mate, but anyway. <laughs> You need to have your own Porsche library. Porsche library. Um, yeah. What else? What else? What else? What else, Steve? What else is going on? Um, I haven't watched that you... series yet. I didn't watch it. You started watching it, haven't you? About the um, oh, GT cars. With no, the other one with Farah and Kamitsa and driving Pekla. Oh, and okay, okay, okay. Yeah, AP's yeah, yeah, yeah. cars um, where they get the chance to drive his, those five cars. I think Matt Farah's finished, right? It, I think. Yeah. I haven't seen, I've seen three of them. I don't know. If he, I think he's posted at least four. I'd, I'm not up to speed, but um, the American Journal has got a bit of a thing where supposedly AP, Andy Preuninger, picked five of his favourite GT cars. They all got to go to um, Peckler, um, the racetrack in Atlanta, Porsche's racetrack in Atlanta, and they got to kind of go and do laps in um, some pretty cool cars. They're very lucky. Um, I wonder why Spike oh, wasn't yeah. invited. Uh, I think without any offence to them, like I, when you look at the people, I think there's only five journalists, but I think they were all kind of full-on like car journalists where Spike is more like an enthusiast. Oh, right, right. So we wouldn't get um, an invitation then. They, they would say no to us. You'd, you were probably like the sixth person. You probably just <laughs> missed out, mate. I actually did watch one. I just remembered... I'm talking rubbish again. I did watch one. I watched the one with Matt Farah uh, the other yeah, night. And he was in the 911, 911R, actually. I watched the one when he was in the 911R. Yeah. And he said, this car is a really fantastic car. Like, uh, you know, yeah. he, he actually gave it the thumbs up. I haven't watched the others, so I don't know what he says about the other ones. But I will watch it over the next few days, over the Christmas break. That's for sure. I'm going to just do nothing. I don't want to do anything for the next few days. So. They're good. They're really good to watch because I think it's really interesting that they're all back-to-back -back kind of thing. Um, but it's no surprises that they all love like the um, the 4.0, the 997 GT3 RS 4.0 and the 911R. So, But, I mean... They love all of them, really. Okay, here's a choice for you. If you had the opportunity yeah. to get a 4.0 yep. or, or a 911R, money's no object, which one would you take? Having not Do driven I still it, have just... the car that I've got? Uh, yeah, sure. Ooh. Might go a 911R. Uh... doesn't matter if you make more money or lose money. It's not about yeah, that. It's just the dry, whole driving thing and what, what appeals to you straight up. Maybe because I've kind of already got a 997. I know, like, my pissy little GT3 is not like a 4-litre, but probably for the sake of more difference, I'd go an R. But, yeah. Know, well, I don't have a brave man to... I don't have a GT3. I think if I had the choice, I'd take the 911R. Yeah, I think if I didn't have the car that I've got, then I'd go a, um, a 4.0. Right. Yeah, see, I think I'd go the R both times, only because... There's something about the R that I've always really liked. And I know people say it's almost the same experience in a GT3 Touring. Um, but I remember, um, what's his name? Porsche Malone, who's the mm -hmm. Cam Ingram. He's got yep. the Touring and he's also, his yep. father's got the R. And he said yep. they're completely different. It's funny, well, so like watch this, watch all this stuff with um, Jason Camisa and Johnny Lieberman um, because... They say something similar as well, which is right. they're two actually very different cars. They're yeah. not, um, the commentary about them being very similar is actually not true. No, it's rubbish. It's just people thinking they can get a cheap 911R by buying the Touring, but it's not true. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the Touring, but it's not. Yeah, that's I was what that guy say, was saying. Happy camper if I had a Touring as well. <laughs> I mean, I, I like Johnny Lieberman. I like listening to him and watching him. I'm not a big fan of um, Camisa, I have to say. I don't know why. I just don't bond with him. I find it very... Um, very difficult to he watch He gets him. very geeky. He gets very kind of super geeky. And I, I, watched, I watched the podcast with him and Farah the other day. I just watched it when mm. I was just sort of like half doing things on my phone and half listening to it and half watching it at the same time. I don't know. 
I just don't, I don't, it doesn't click with me. It doesn't click with me. Hmm. Someone said something very interesting to me yesterday, actually, um, when I was recording our owner stories. They said that they like, well, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but it's, I'm sort of adding stuff to this. But they kind of like, and other people have said this too, they kind of like our podcast because it isn't technical. And they find the technical ones, it gets like they just do too much technical stuff. They talk about too much of the technical side of Porsche and whatever, mm. where it just becomes a bit boring. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to mention the podcast name. You, you probably have an idea of what podcast I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they just um, said it. I they, quite like it, to be honest. But I'll You just like it, though. Yeah, I was going to say that. And mm. this is where it's really weird because I know that you like that sort of that side of it. For me... I don't understand it fully, but it's sort of just, I sort of feel like I'm kind of trying to learn by listening to some of that stuff. Yeah. See, I, I'm not a big fan of it either. Um, mm. I prefer the stuff that's a bit more, you know, just entertaining, like Spike. I find that just sure, en- sure. it's just entertaining. I mean, Farrah gets into yeah. it, but not so much. But the other ones that are all a bit get too technical, I don't listen to them. I really don't listen to them. Mm. And maybe I should. Maybe I should because maybe I'd learn something, but um, I actually don't. Uh, uh, don't get me wrong. I like I like um, Spike. I really like sort of Spike and Zuckerman and Matt Farah and all that sort of stuff as well. So I kind of listen to most of it, sort of thing. Um, but I actually do sort of enjoy some of the more technical stuff because I kind of I think I understand a lot of it because I used to consume so many kind of car magazines. But it's not like I could sort of relate to it if I kind of jumped in the car and I was trying to understand all the shit that was said. Yeah. Um, I don't think I could necessarily translate that because I'm not skilled enough or nuanced enough to kind of, you know, apply it sort of thing. I guess for me, I like to, I like to read about those things when I need to, when I want to know something specific, I'm quite happy to sit here for a whole evening, you know, whatever is in my head at the time, whether it be cars or tech or whatever. And I'll sit here and I might, you know, as Tasha says, I just go crazy and I just, you know, I just read up on it. Sure. And I just, that's yep. how I am. I, I just like get all the information I read up on it. And then I might watch some YouTube yep. videos. But to hear someone talk about it to me is not, uh, maybe it's not the way I learn. Maybe it's not the way that I like to learn. Yeah. I just like to yep. like read about it and then see it and then, you know, see if I can make, yep. take a grasp of what actually is going on. Um, that's just how You've got I, to relate to it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's Christmas Day today, Steve. Um, everyone's enjoying their Christmas. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's some people listening to this on Christmas evening after they've just been stuffing themselves with food <laughs> and alcohol all day. Hopefully no one's not too, too drunk and they can still understand what we're, we're saying. Um, Talking about eggnog. Yeah. <laughs> eggnog. What is mole wine? I know this, I've been watching these stupid shows about Christmas on Netflix. There's all these Christmas shows and people always drink mole wine. Is that spiced wine, What is it? it? I think it's and it's sp- warmed up? Yeah, it's warm wine that's got spices in it, I think. I don't know. That sounds horrendous. For me, it's not a not a big. It's not something I enjoy. I mean, I love wine, but I don't. I don't know about mulled wine. But anyway, mm, Christmas yeah, books. Christmas books. Let's just talk about Christmas books. I know it's already Christmas. Everyone's got their presents, but you can buy yourself a present in the new year. Um, I'm uh, going to mention. No, no, it's easy. Just like return return the presents that you don't like, and then go and buy the things that you want, which is some of these Christmas books. Yeah. So I'm going to mention. I'm going to mention. <laughs> I'm going to mention three books. I don't know if you can remember three, Steve. I'm going to mention. I'm going to just give you three books that I think are the books you should go and get. And I actually have okay. these books. The first one is okay. um, the Porsche Museum publication, and it's the green cover. Um, and I have this book in Sydney. Porsche Museum nine yep. nine times nine eleven. Um, mm-hmm. It's not that expensive. Uh, it's about mm-hmm. forty pounds here in the UK. Um, mm-hmm. So that's one. The other one which I really like is the one that has the uh, white uh, 911 on the cover, which is just called Porsche 911, the ultimate sports car as a cultural icon. Mm, Porsche art. Um, these links, I'll put a link in the description to this podcast. Um, yep. I have like a, a Porsche cooled sort of affiliate link thing uh, set up, which I've never used. But just to make it easier, I'll just put the link in the podcast so people can see these books that I'm talking about. Um, so yep. Porsche 911, the ultimate sports car. That's the one with the sort of pink color with the, the white car. Gestalten Publishers is a really, really nice book, um, yep. which I've spoken about ages ago, ages ago. So that's the second one. And then yep. the third one, the third one is um, the four pack of books, which I don't have and I want it and I am going to buy it. And I should have bought it a few weeks ago because it was only 270 pounds for the set. Porsche, oh, yeah. Porsche Excellence was expected. You know that set? They revised oh, it 
Uh, it's a four Carl book. Division or yeah, something like that. Yeah, that one. That one. So it's the blue book. Have you got that, that set? I have, and it's probably still wrapped in plastic. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a great one. So you've got the blue book, the yellow book, the orange book, the green book. It was um, updated. It was updated, I think, a year ago or this year. Yeah, I think no, they, 2019 they it was updated up- every... I think they update it every couple of years because it's sort of like the book to have. I've never, I'm just having a look to see if I can. Yeah, well, I'm looking at it on amazon.co.uk. Like I said, the link will be in the description of this podcast, but it's 340 pounds now for the set. And I hate to say it, when I looked at it last time, it was 270. It was on special. I should have bought it at 270. It's a big, it's a big purchase. I think if you're only going to buy one, I think that's, that's a good one to get. That green covered one though, Porsche 911 times 911 is a fantastic book. The other one, which I haven't Mm -hmm. mentioned, Steve, so this is going to be four, um, is the one that you bought. And then I bought it as well. The RS one. That's great book. Yeah. It's really good. So give us three books. Is that, is that on your list? Uh, I don't have three books. You put me on the spot. Um, I'd probably go the Luftekult one, number two. Luf, I've oh, got number one. Did you see the video on on Porsche's um, website on Porsche's YouTube? They actually show you how to pr- pronounce pronounce Luf Kukut. Oh, how do you say Luf it? Kukut. How do you say it? I think I don't know. I think it's Luf Kukut. Luf Kukut. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Get that one. Number two. Yeah. Um, good book. I actually also have. There's a book about Hans Metzger, which is another book that sits on my bookshelf that I haven't torn the plastic off. It's Bloody thick. Um, I wouldn't mind reading that. I believe it's actually quite interesting, but I think I wouldn't be surprised if that gets a bit geeky and historical kind of thing. Yeah, that could be good, though. Um, I'm still tempted about that um, Porsche Unseen thing. I know the the only thing stopping me, apart from the fact that I'm poor and broke, um, is that I kind of wonder whether I've seen so many of the images and everything on social media that there's actually no point in getting the book now Um, yeah i know it's always a worry isn't it that that you've seen it and you think oh it's not going to be exciting yeah plus i think they did some Porsche release some youtube videos with um michael mauer and i started watching a couple of them so again like there's so much information on it but then obviously the notion of having a really nice book is that you've kind of got something forever and it's um you know something you can actually hold yeah. in your hand so it's, it's a good one i think it's a good one because of the history and the design and everything stuff we're interested in it's yeah. out of stock i've been watching it on amazon.co.uk because i've been trying to buy it there because i'm on prime so i get free shipping um yeah. they don't have it in stock because alpha spot which i bought the um, type 7 volume 2 book from alpha spot yeah. in europe is a great that was super fast shipping it was great but there, it does cost a little bit mm. more the prices seem to be yeah. slightly higher and their shipping is high and I yeah. could buy it there but I've been holding off because I want to buy it uh, get it at the lowest price possible yeah 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 so that was the reasoning uh, is that three? yeah that's three I think it was yeah that's cool alright so buy it go out go to Amazon go to Amazon buy so, those books before, so far um, on your Christmas list you've got um, now you've got three of your own books and three that I've thrown in plus some KW uh, three-way suspension yeah with a lift kit what else is on your shopping christmas list? oh 912 <laughs> oh yeah there, there is that <laughs> a porsche cool christmas a porsche cool christmas would be nice with a 912 um uh-huh. i can't find any i don't know what's wrong with me it was kind of refreshing and i'm going to give it a bit, a bit. I, I spoke to nick in the uk who's um got a 912 and i'm also going to speak yep. to his friend as well who imported uh imported one from the US, I think his name's David. Um, who's I'm going to do him after Christmas, and he's got a great story as well. But I don't know. It makes mm-hmm. you makes you want one. It makes you want one. But you know, I still think the US is the best price to buy a 912. The ones in the UK, I, there's a burgundy one for sale. I'll send you the link, Steve. There's a burgundy one for sale. Ajmal reckons it's been on mm-hmm. for sale for a while, and it's been on eBay and stuff. But it's at a dealer. It's not What's super expensive. It? It's burgundy with black interior. Right. Um, 69, so it's a good model. I don't know. What about the one that came up on um, Collecting Cars Australia, which just launched, bizarrely? Yeah, I don't know how they're doing that. That's a bit... I mean, I did read about that they were going to do it, but on Lovett's Instagram, kind of, I think it was. It's weird that it's not a separate site, though, isn't it? I guess you open yep. your market up. I mean, it might make it more difficult for people in Australia to get fine rare cars if they're getting offered to the UK and it's an easy process for people to buy. But is that the point to it? Like, is it... Is that 
trying to get people in the UK to buy them or is that for like Aussie cars for Australian buyers to just bid on their platform? Is that both, what's I going think. on? Both. Right, okay. I mean, a lot of people in the UK... I guess because they're right-hand drive cars. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people in the UK, I think, do buy cars from Australia. Oh, I see. I think okay. because of the dollar as well, because of the exchange rate, I think. Right. Because, of, you know, the pound's stronger than the... still quite strong against the Australian dollar, reasonably strong. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but I saw that. So collecting cars, you know... Um, Collecting cars option site. That, uh, there was a speed yellow 912 that was posted on that. Um, I have no idea about 912s. I've got no. It wasn't a 912, was good it? Or bad. It was a 911E. That's why I was wondering when you sent it. It wasn't it a. Oh. Nine, it's a 911E. Yeah, no. It's a 911E. Sorry, sorry. You're right. Yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. I mean, it's nice, but I, I think it'll go for a lot. It's a 1970. 1970 Porsche 911E on collecting cars. If you go to collectingcars.com, yeah, yeah, you'll sorry, see it. You're right. It, you know, yep. it's got 12 days to run. I'm just looking at it now, Steve. It's got 12 days to run, 43 people watching it. It's only had two bids against it. But, you know, these things, everyone bids at the end. It's 30 grand. And it's just get Santa to put his bid on it for you, mate. Yeah. That's just on your list. It's an original, original, KW. yeah, original Australian delivered. It's got the Pepita seat inserts that Steve loves. Still got the original carburetors. Um, it's quite mm-hmm. a nice one, and it's located in Terry Hills, so it's quite close to central Sydney, a place we know, Terry yep. Hills. Yep. Um, you pay a 6% buyer's premium on collecting cars, though, on top of what you pay for the car. Yeah, I guess it depends on how it works, but probably still cheaper than... I am actually watching it, Steve, though. I am actually watching it, because I have actually got go. a login for um, collecting cars, so I have actually put it on my watch list just to see how the price goes. I don't know if I love the colour. Do you love the colour? Speed color? yellow, cool. Yeah, I like the colour. Yeah, I wonder how much it will I go I like for. yellow cars. I've kind of over... I didn't really look at it seriously because I thought, hmm, but then the E is quite a good one, but they always say, well, you know, I think Spike says and someone else says that the 911E, the best year is the... Isn't it 73 or is that the 911S? I have no idea. I mean, mm. it's quite a nice car because it's got a bit of patina, like the black has like got a few chips in it. It's not perfect. It's not a perfect example, but and it's got the different steering wheel, um, the Momo type, steer, Momo steering wheel, yep. and it looks pretty original. I mean, it's a nice, it is a nice looking car. It really is a nice looking car. I think it'll go for over a hundred though, for sure. Australian delivered 911E, it'll go for it'll go for over a hundred. Just bid on it, mate. What else? What else is what on else? your shopping list? Um, I don't know. How come Christmas has become so materialistic, and all of a sudden it's about a shopping list of stuff that you want? <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of weird this year, though. I mean, you know, everyone's just had their Christmas when they're listening to this, but it's kind of weird. I don't know. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. COVID's just messed everyone up. It's just messed everything up. Uh, I think COVID's turned everyone into like just one massive online shopping community as well. True. True. Look at Amazon. Look at how much the profits of um, his worth has increased. Mm. Do you want to talk about the, um, I think we're going to run out of time again for the, the four questions. We had this thing with Steve and I who was always going to do this thing about four questions. I think we'll save it to next week's episode, Steve. Yeah, and just make it five questions. Don't you think? Yeah. yeah well, I don't know. I mean, fine, we're already at an hour. We're almost at an hour. So I don't know. I think, we'll, yeah, cool. I think we'll talk about that thing. But I have got a question. Christmas is coming. Christmas okay. is here. Um, yes. You look under the tree. You've got socks, stupid things that you're never going to use. As much nice yep. as they are and the love that comes with them, of course, it's very important. But you're probably never going to use <laughs> You're probably never going to use half the things you got today. Who bought so, me these socks? So yep. if you weren't getting a Porsche for Christmas, yep. all right, you asked for a Porsche. Steve asked for a, you know, a new um, – uh, Steve asked for a 991.2 GT3 manual. Cindy, his wife, didn't yep. get him one. Well, I don't think so. I the doubt bitch. it. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Natasha knows I want a 912. She also knows I want something else, and that's what I'm going to get into in a second. Um, but I don't think uh-huh. I'm going to get that either. Uh, I do have permission. Uh-huh. I do have permission to buy either one. So that's like Ooh. a present in itself. But I do have permission. Things could change with yeah. that though, because our whole work thing is up in turmoil now. So without getting into that, yep. but if you weren't going to get a Porsche for Christmas, if you didn't get the Porsche yes. under the tree, uh, sorry, a car under the tree, and it's not a Porsche, what would you want? Do I just go super simple? Whatever you want. I'll go super simple. You can have two if you I... want. Two. There you go. If it wasn't a Porsche and you and you wanted a car for Christmas and it's not under the tree, which one would it be? Uh, uh, NA MX-5. Okay. Go back to my first car. Yep. I don't know why. I've just kind of got this weird thing at the moment where I've just been looking at them. 
Um, Why don't you just buy one? They're so I'd, cheap. They're actually not that cheap, though. How much do you reckon one is? 15. More. Really? For a good... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're kind of, they're, I'd, they've just become this weird thing. I suppose, like, uh, MX5 is... MX-5s have always had a reputation for sort of being like a, you know, pure driver's car, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But the, the, that first generation thing... So what year reason, is that? I guess... What year is it? 89 or 90, I think, is it? So an 89 or 90 remember. MX-5, which is Miata in the US. I had, a, I had a 90 and just lots of fond memories of that car, so... So that's, that's um, the one? Yeah, I think so. Number two? So yeah, not... It's not like me. I'm not being greedy. I'm not kind of asking for a Ferrari or, you know, anything like that. <laughs> no, no 328 GTS because yeah, I'm a simple well, man. Okay. If, say I, I've already got the Porsche. If I was getting something else, I haven't got it under my tree. I, I have to say the car I would get is an 80s. I would buy the 80s Ferrari. And this is the, this is the fault yep. of, this is the fault of Paul, Paul from New Zealand who has one. And I spoke to him and he's... Daniel Paul. He's actually, and I mentioned this before, Paul actually got me, got it in my head even more. It was always there in the background. Yeah. And it actually not, I know people are going to think it's because of Matt Farah. It actually wasn't because of Matt Farah. It was in my head. Mm. And then I spoke to Paul about it. And of course, Matt Farah's got one as well, but I wouldn't get black. But I would get an 80s Ferrari. I'll get the non-ABS um, 328 GTS, which is up to 88 and a half model, 88.5 year model. So before the uh, ABS uh, with the uh, different wheels. Um, second choice, if I was going new, and I wouldn't buy this now, but I think in years to come, if you're a Porsche mm -hmm. fan, I think you would enjoy this car. And maybe you have to have a GT3 RS or a GT3 as well. Um, but I mm -hmm. think when they start to really depreciate, and they did dip a lot, is the AMG GTR. I still think, especially if it's the yep. AMG GTR and it has the Mercedes-Benz uh, racing seats, um, but like I yep. said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy one of those now because I think they're going to fall even more. They've fallen quite a lot. When they came up for resale, they were quite low in Australia. They were even all just a straight-up GT, what are they worth in Australia now? You can get the first early ones for about 159000 I think the cheapest one is, which is very cheap. Right, okay. That's pretty cheap. Why were cheap. they brand new? $300. they are lovely-looking cars. Mid-300s. They lost great. It. Seriously, they've depreciated so much, those cars. So that's yeah. what I mean. You wait a few more years, you get the bigger Panamerica grill, the bigger grill, the updated version one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm talking about not the new one with the push buttons, the, the old AMG yeah, GT yeah, yeah. with the silver and the, and the you know, tactile yeah. analog type uh, dials down the center. Yeah. Um, but they're yeah. my two. And people are probably saying, why the Ferrari? The Ferrari, because the Ferrari 328, and I think it was after speaking to Paul as well, because it is so analog, it almost it is Porsche-like in a way because it doesn't have any computer aids. It's very you know it doesn't have power steering. You know I guess I guess the 328 GTS if you have a it's like if you're in the market for one I guess you'd be looking at the SC at the same time. And I said this in the podcast to me you're looking for yeah. an SC or you're looking for a GT uh, 328 GTS or you're looking at you know like what Paul has which he's got to me he's got a perfect almost a perfect three car collection. Um, you're looking at the G50 um, Carrera. Yep. 88, 89 Carrera. Well, I think that's what I you shop against. Your 328 versus your 912. Are they the same money? Uh, they're, getting, they're close to it. Yeah. Well, if you yeah, get it, if you, if you get it, well, 328, you can get them in the UK. I have said this before, 59,000, but they go up to mm -hmm. over 100,000 pounds, depending on the model, mm -hmm. depending on the condition and who's the dealer is and how much they're trying to rip you off. And, you know, a well-restored uh, 912 is 59,000, 79,000 in the UK. There's, there's a guy on YouTube in the UK. I can't remember the name of the channel. Is it something like Driver 27 or something like that? Oh, yes, He's yes. got a 308. 308. Oh, has he got a 308, has he? I've watched that I've watched channel. a couple of episodes of that. Like, um... He's going through. <laughs> he, he's going through a, a few trials and tribulations with his car. The three hundred eight is a tricky one because of the carburetors. Apparently, it's a bit. Yeah. The the three hundred eight quattro valve or whatever it's called. I don't even know what it's the QV one. The three hundred eight quattro yeah. valvoli or whatever it's called. That one is the one to get. And quattro valve? Did you say quattro something? I don't know what it's called. But there's. <laughs> yeah. Come on, mate. But no, there's one for sale somewhere. I saw it. I think it's on Bring a Trailer. It's a really beautiful example. Have a look on Bring a Trailer, actually, Steve. 308. It's a current auction. 
but apparently they're really they're really tricky to look after. I know this is a, this is a Porsche podcast, not Ferrari, but go to Jay Leno's channel. Um, the Ferrari specialist that Matt Farah has been ranting on about who fixes his Ferrari, who's the same guy that mm-hmm. fixes most people's Ferraris in you know LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to his. Go to Jay Leno. He's got a white 308, which he actually saw when he was a kid when he was working at a Ferrari dealer, and he eventually found the same car and purchased it. And he's worked on the car. <laughs> right. And even he says how temperamental they are. But it's okay yeah. once everything's fixed. But he can fix it. He's a, you know, he's, he's the Ferrari guy. You know what I mean? Um, I, don't know oh, if, mate, even when, I don't know if you want to buy a 308. Even when my uncle bought his F430, sorry, like, and he went to the independent mechanic in Artham and, um, you know, the guy sort of said, yeah, you're going to be coming and visiting me a lot and spending a fair bit of money on this thing. So <laughs> he was pretty honest with him. So... Based on that, I just want to tell you that you said to me during the week, you said 328s are they expensive to up to maintain. Now, I read something on yes. a Ferrari forum that someone had a 911 G50, a G-series, I think, and asked yep. about the cost of servicing. And he said it's about the same as the, as the 80s Porsche. He said it cost him about the okay. same for a 328. Now, the 328 Ferrari is the lowest cost for servicing, apparently. Um, yep. But I found a thing on the UK. And the main thing that yep. has to be done on a Ferrari is the cam belt. I don't know what's the yep. thing in the in the G in the Carrera eighties Carreras that has to be done, but the, the cam belt's the main thing in the Ferrari, and that service yep. is only eight hundred and fifty pounds. Now, for some reason, I thought that would be more, and this is from a place I found in the UK, and I think it's about the same at mm-hmm. most places. And an annual service is five hundred and fifty pounds. Now, an annual service is five fifty pounds. What's that? A thousand dollars Australian, mm-hmm. and to change the cam belt is you know fifteen hundred Australian. But then when you mm. see, when you go up to the 355, which people say is more expensive, the cam belt change on the 355 is 1,600 pounds. So it's double. Yep. But the yep. service is about the same, but it's the cam belt that gets you. And I guess the clutch, you know, clutch being an expensive cost for most cars, Porsches as well, like it's a bit of a thing, even in your car when you had it um, changed recently, didn't you? Yeah, but it's not Ferrari money. Like even, again, my uncle was talking about that with the F430. I can't remember... I can't remember the number that he kind of threw at me, but, you know, like, the clutch doesn't last particularly long, um, and he had a slight incline on his driveway, which is part of the reason why he got rid of the yeah. thing. This is um, modern Ferraris, so they're quite expensive, right? F430. Yeah, but, you know, like, we were talking, like, I think it was, like, a bit over two to do the clutch in the GT3 in my car, but yeah. in the F430 of a... Was it a similar vintage? <laughs> it actually times, is. Ten times as much, is it? Not 10 times. Um, it wasn't 20 grand, but I think it was still sort of like eight or nine. Oh, really? That's a lot, I isn't it? I think that's what he said. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think with any car, Porsche, whatever else you, you're sort of into, um, you know, you have, to, you have to get ones that are reliable, you know. It's getting the reliable model, mm. the reliable generation. Not always easy to find because everyone's trying to find that same generation, that same model. So you're up to some stiff competition, I guess, but... Anyway, it's just hard. It's like it reminds me of my 993 days where I loved the car to bits, you know, like at that point in time I think it was probably worth what about 80 grand, but then when you're kind of winding up in this situation where every second visit, you know, because you want something to be just so, you're kind of up for like, you know, 3 4 grand every second kind of visit, but yeah. your car's worth 90 and all of that sort of stuff. It starts Oh. You start kind of thinking about it. So, I just want to mention briefly, actually, I spoke to um, a, a, a guy called Amir in Los Angeles. And Amir has two 911s. He's coming up on owner stories. It's an interesting okay. one when it comes up. Look out for it. Uh, I can't remember yep. the number of it off the top of my head, but his name's Amir. Um, and he does his own maintenance. Yep. And he said the 993 is more complicated because there's double of everything. Like it's more complicated. It's harder to get into. It's harder to access. Yep. Um, yep. So he did actually make the point that it was a real learning curve from doing his 997 to doing the 993. Oh, okay. Interesting. So it's an interesting one, actually. He's, he's really passionate as well, and it's a good one because he does his own maintenance on both of his cars. He's got two 911s. Um, so that yeah, one's right. – I'll, I'll send it to you, Steve, when I edit I haven't edited it yet. Yeah, cool. All right. That's it. That's the Christmas show, Porsche Cool Christmas. Um, Steve's, oh, happy. Oh. Steve's happy. Steve's <laughs> happy. <laughs> Um, oh, okay. What else, mate? Anything else before we go? You want to say anything to the listeners? Mm, no, just uh, Merry Christmas. Hope everyone's 
safe, gets to see their families and have a nice meal. Hopefully next year is slightly less tumultuous and a bit more a bit more positive for everyone. Yeah, and I like to wish everyone the same. So I uh, hope everyone has a great Christmas. Uh, I know this is the end of the day if you're listening to it. You might be listening to this on Boxing Day even, but I hope you're having a great Christmas or a great holiday, a bit of a break with your family. Um, if you can be with your family, it's even best. If you can't be with your family, there's always Zoom. Isn't there, Steve? There's always Zoom. There is. So there now is we, we're always connected and that's the main thing. Um, all right. That's it. Cool. See you, Take mate. Take it easy, mate. Yep. You um, too. Have a great day uh, on Friday. Enjoy you your too. family gatherings. As well. Thanks, mate. And to Cindy and to your parents. Cool. All right. Thanks, everyone. Uh, we're going to end it there. Porsche Cool Christmas Show. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.